Hello everyone and welcome to the Burgess Podcast, the show where we are opening up conversations about life at sea, discussing hot topics within the industry, as well as offering mental health support and promoting well-being for crew. We also have our very own in-house recruitment team, so if you or anyone you know is currently looking for a new position, please send your updated CV to recruitment at burgessyachts.com or check out our recruitment posts on Instagram at Burgess Yacht Crew. Now, while we believe that there is no exclusive month for giving a voice to the LGBTQ community, we do love an excuse to celebrate a little extra. So to celebrate Pride Month, we invited Amelia Lee, crew member and proud member of the LGBTQ community, to talk to us about the significance of Pride Month. She talks to us about what it means to be queer within the yachting industry, sharing some of her own stories and experiences. And we chat about why all people should be treated equally, regardless of who they love. Amelia, thank you so much for joining us today. To start with, could you just give us a a quick overview of your background and how you got into the yachting industry? Yeah, of course. So I was in university and wasn't really enjoying it. And so I really completely switched tracks and got started on the deck route. And I'm currently first mate on a sailing yacht, which has been really fun and really awesome and exciting. Fabulous. And how long have you been doing that? I've been on this boat for just over a year, but in the industry total about three years. And you're enjoying it. It's uh, it's a very uh, unique industry, isn't it? Yes. I. Funny enough, I love the manual labor. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of it is like being outside and getting dirty and stuff like that. So it's it's good for that for sure. Good. Well, we're here today, and again, thank you for joining us. We're here today to talk about the LGBTQ plus community within yachting and also to celebrate Pride Month. So I think to start with, I mean, this is such a big topic, but to start with, can you tell us why is it important that we're talking about this? For Pride and for everybody as that's a part of the LGBTQ community, you just want to feel like you belong in a sense. And on the boats, it's work and your home life combined all together. So even just having conversations and being accepting of that makes a big difference. But for Pride Month specifically, it's a time for everybody to talk about some of the struggles. It's a celebration, but also you sit and you think about how we can do better and try and listen and understand everybody better to see, oh, we're doing better than we used to be. But there's still a lot of judgment and shame and that's not, you know, ideal. No, it's 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 such a wonderful thing to celebrate. You know, it is a celebration of the community. It's, you know, I've done a lot of reading ready for, for this chat, but, you know, historically as well. But it's, it seems to be about celebrating the culture, supporting the rights of everybody in that community and uplifting voices, you know, allowing people to be heard like we are now. Yeah, and it's, I would say it's even for people that aren't in the LGBTQ plus community. It's for allies or people that are curious. It's a way to kind of show people like it it doesn't really matter and try and get a conversation going, which is the biggest part and talk about it and hopefully break down some of those stereotypes. Absolutely. Because it is a constantly evolving, you know, the language, the terminology, and, you know, it does rely on people to educate themselves, to listen to people's stories, you know, to in order that we can create these environments where people do feel safe, 
fairly treated and supported. We do need to listen to each other and learn from each other. And yeah, it's, it's so important. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Pride Month, you know, it's, it just talks about promoting equality. And when we talk about equality in yachting, what does that mean? What are we looking for when we talk about equality in yachts? For me, uh, and I can only really speak for myself and like the few people that I talk to about it, you just want equal opportunities. You want to be looked at the same as your other coworkers. You, you don't want just because of something in your personal life to be treated differently because someone's not used to your way of life. I think the big thing is respect. For me and everybody else that I've talked to, it's like we can have different opinions, but if you can respect me and I can respect yours and you treat me fairly, that's about all that we ask, I think. No, no, absolutely. We did um, a podcast recently where we uh, talked about language and communication and um, acceptance and respect. And, you know, it's, it's just accepting people for who they are without judgment and also without fear that's one of the things that um, somebody mentioned there seems to be you know as soon as you mention any of a diverse category something that doesn't fit in with their idea of normal people get afraid almost afraid to talk afraid to raise the subject yeah it's interesting and I think a lot of that has to do with being uncomfortable and I feel like as humans, like it's natural to be scared of the unknown or things that you don't know for various different reasons, whether it's you're secretly scared that you're going to offend somebody or you feel stupid asking questions, things like that, or you're scared to challenge people who are doing something wrong by your standards, but you don't know how to go about that. Yeah. And I was going to come on to this later, but I think this fits in really well now. We've mentioned earlier how uh, terminology is evolving. So the uh, LGBTQ plus the the acronym in itself is quite new and people get confused and not being familiar with terminology that can lead to confusion, I guess, creates a lack of confidence in raising these subjects, in talking about it. So I guess, like we said earlier, we have to educate ourselves yeah absolutely and with the evolving terminology and all that it can be really tricky but I find 99% of the time if you have a question and you're coming from genuine curiosity and you're wanting to learn and you ask a question nobody's gonna be upset with you they're gonna most likely appreciate that you're trying to learn or do better in that respect and so it's really tricky because it's intimidating to have those conversations even as someone in the community I still get it wrong and you know the best you can do is genuinely apologize and be like how should I go about it in the future and that's okay it's okay to get it wrong isn't it it's okay as long as it comes from like you say from a good place and you learn from it and you apologize that's okay yeah absolutely it's a new thing for everyone Mm -hmm. it would be strange honestly if you were able to just pick up on it perfectly because with every new thing it takes time and practice so I'm going to test myself on this now because I'm going to be quite open with you about my questions in the hope that you understand it's coming from a good place it's coming from a place of learning 
language and terminology, is it a personal preference? Is it individual to the person that you're talking to? The use of pronouns, you know, the terminology that we use, is, is it individual? Might one word offend one person but not another? I would say absolutely. I know and for myself personally, I'm not as sensitive to it, but some people, they've really struggled with their identity and they've finally been able to have a word that encapsulates their identity and that's really big for them. And so they are big on their pronouns or how you label their sexuality. And yeah, it's very individual because it's everybody's own journey. So is it okay to ask the question? I think it can be tricky because I do think some people, when asked, it can be almost like, a, especially in a workplace environment, it can kind of be concerning. And I think it puts someone on edge a little bit because you, you don't know where they're coming from. I think it's the hardest part. But I think most people are open to talking about it and would respect you trying to label them correctly and address them correctly. Yeah, it goes back to the same thing, doesn't it? It's just being respectful, curious, but in a respectful way. So can we start with the basics? What does LGBTQ plus stand for? So LGBTQ plus, and now I know they've added I and A, and it's lesbian, bi, trans, queer, and plus encapsules every sexual preference or your sexuality, your gender and it's ever evolving like it keeps changing and they're adding more and more and it's just really at the end of the day it's just words that help people align with how they feel and give them a way to express themselves yeah and and I noticed earlier uh, when I was doing some reading that they had uh, added an I and an A which really threw me because I hadn't looked that up so what does the I and the A stand for so I believe the I is intersexual and then asexual for the A. Okay. And I mean, from my point of view, when I grew up, the word queer was used as a derogatory term. So I'm now, I've been brought up to feel uncomfortable using that word. And I understand that, you know, that the community has taken back control of that word, which is great. Is that generally accepted? Or is that, you know, again, some people are okay with it and others might not be? I think it all depends on how they classify themselves because technically being queer is just anything other than a heteronormative sexuality and so I think it depends on each person some people prefer being called lesbian and like that is their identity and queer because of the negative connotations that have been associated with it I think it does make some people uncomfortable I know for me saying queer is something that's also new because even if it wasn't so negatively viewed growing up, it's just something that you're not used to saying. And you do say it and you, you wonder how people that you're close with are going to take it. But slowly getting more comfortable with it is the only way to do it. And again, it goes back to what we said earlier, that it is down to the individual and, you know, the words that they identify as. And we just need to listen, stop, listen and, you know, talk to that individual. So yachting is quite a unique career uh, with a very unique living environment where you know you're all living in close quarters with people from different backgrounds and beliefs how inclusive and accepting do you think the yachting industry is I think it's really quite a stereotypical industry where there are gender roles a lot of times and people expect certain things of you or I even still 
this is much more of a common thing now, but being on deck, people, when I talk about work, they, a lot of times assume that I'm a stewardess, which is fine, but it's frustrating because we are moving further away from that. And I think as far as different orientations, where you're from, there can be different political and religious views because we all have different life experiences and that makes, has a big impact. And it can be difficult to identify as part of the LGBTQ community because you know there's a place for a lot of judgment and yachting, unfortunately. Yeah, I read an article online the other day which said that some crew either feel they have to or are being told to subdue their personalities while at work, which is mind-blowing. Is, is, is that something that you've seen? Uh, yeah, I would say so. It's funny because I'm on leave now, but coming home and being around people that you don't have to change who you are at all. It's like, oh, I didn't realize how much of yourself you do slightly compromise when you're on the boats because you're so tightly knit with all the crew and (laughs) all you're trying to do is avoid conflict 90% of the time because it's such a delicate situation. So you do slightly alter how you are perceived by others to try and reduce conflict or just make life easier, which is a shame. Yeah, I guess we all do it to a certain degree in the office, you know, on land. But it's so different for you because, you know, you're working and living together. So that's that's a tough ask to squash down your true self for such long periods of time. Yeah, it is really difficult. I'm lucky that me and my crew are really tightly knit and I can be myself, you know, pretty easily you still do change some things to help with conflict, pretty minimal. But in one of our yard periods, all of my crew members know about me being queer and they love it for me and they ask questions. And I was seeing someone and it got brought up at a dinner or something. And we had some temp crew working with us and someone very strongly believed against who I was dating because of their religious views. And it turned into a very large argument (laughs) But that argument was really difficult because it was so personal. And afterwards, you do feel really nervous to talk about anything like that again. But in reality, it's like your personal and your work lives are so overlapped and it's hard to shut down that little part. Yeah, I mean, and you shouldn't you shouldn't have to. That's the whole point of this, isn't it? That you shouldn't have to hide away because there's there is no shame in it. It's It's who you are and that should be accepted. How did the people around you react when when they heard that that aggression towards you? I had a lot of crew members stand up for me, which was, it's really nice to know that they back you. I think I'm frustrated with how it went just because it did turn into basically a screaming match instead of more of a conversation where I would have more so liked to establish with the person, hey, like you have your religious views, that's fine, but this is who I am and can we just respect it and if you don't have anything nice to say you really shouldn't be saying it and if you're uncomfortable with it that's fine it takes time to get used to it and you know as long as you're not throwing slang at me and telling me to go to hell like (laughs) you know I think that's the tough part is I can understand different backgrounds and having different views but when you become derogatory towards another person for their life experiences and their views I think that's crossing a line Yeah, these discussions can become very heated, especially when there are political or religious beliefs. So, you know, we're encouraging people to have conversations 
but this can be obviously very challenging so you know how can we how can people overcome this how can we encourage these conversations overcoming the negative opinions that some may have for me with these conversations it's big to be able to take a step back and because they're going to get emotional they're going to get heated but talking with people and respecting when someone's like hey I think we need to stop this here before it gets out of hand before we seriously offend one another being able to say that and then also just trying to have common respect for each other even if you don't agree try and listen and try and see where they're coming from because at the end of the day we're all humans we want to be heard and understand and you don't have to fully agree but yeah just the common respect in trying to listen and be civil Mm. (laughs) we're all adults we can try and regulate our emotions I know sometimes that gets out of hand but try and regulate it as best we can be like hey sorry this is getting too personal we should stop it here and maybe we'll talk about it later maybe we should just agree to respect each other in a professional sense and maybe it's just something we shouldn't bring up together yeah and you know that's uh, such good advice because you know in such a close team you do need to work together closely and and accept talk accept respect move on otherwise you're just never going to have that team culture that that you guys are all looking for do you think it's still a taboo subject i think in different communities it definitely can be so I'm from the South in the United States, and it's definitely a more narrow-minded area to be. And it's slowly becoming less taboo to talk about it here. And I think as well in other places and other situations, it's becoming less taboo. But I think in workplaces, people tend to try and avoid it as well, because unfortunately, you never know what a higher up is going to think or how they're going to view it. It's scary sometimes. Mm. And what about... um you know, like getting jobs on board yachts. Has your sexual orientation ever affected, you you know, you being able to get a position on board? And couples, you know, do couples' positions, are they easy to come by or is it more difficult when you are a queer couple? Yeah, so for me, I've it's never been an interview question, thank goodness, because if it had, I think I would... Complain. Like, why does it matter? Yeah, I feel like this isn't relevant to the work that I can do. And as far as couples go, because of how yachting is such a niche community, there's definitely not a whole lot of queer people in the community. Or if there are, it's not talked about and you don't really know. And so hopefully we can help encourage that. But as far as couples' positions, I have not tried to get a couple's position with a partner. I know of one lesbian couple and that's all I've ever heard. But for me, it's definitely interesting because I would like to think that if I'm in a partnership with another woman like that, we could get a job together because I mean, the other alternative is being thousands of miles away and yeah, that's also really hard. But I think I've been very lucky being on deck as a female. You tend to deal with more open-minded captains in the beginning and then I think that they would be more open to it just because there's already one stereotype that they're Mm. breaking Mm. there and what about when you're actually on board the boat have you or anyone else you know felt like you've been treated differently on board because of your sexual orientation I have never had anything besides the one argument during the yard period, I've never had captains or many other crew members treat me differently. I will say 
you see how some of your crew members treat other people that are part of the community. There was in the same yard period, it was a very eventful yard period. <laughs> um, same yard period, there was someone that was either gender fluid or transitioning. I don't want to assume because I never got to talk to them, but in hearing the comments that were made about them, which is like a very brave thing to be able to go and do and be in a really busy yard and fully be yourself, major props to them. But hearing the way that other crew members and people around you talked, you you kind of like shrink yourself down a little. You're like, oh, well, they may be nice to my face, but what if that's mm. like what they're saying behind my back? Because people have the courage to say anything when they're not facing you. Mm. Yeah, and banter is is a word that's um, thrown around quite a lot and people can hide behind the word banter where, you know, we all obviously like to have a bit of fun and it does build that community you know that sense of fun and and inclusivity but actually sometimes they are just insensitive jokes that are made about people and it's not okay just because it's deemed as banter absolutely yeah there's like because we we make plenty of jokes about my sexuality on the boat but there's a line that you can't cross with it and it's like okay well that's that's not funny now and do you feel like you can tell that person that, okay, that's not funny now? Yeah, for me, specifically on my boat, I feel like I can voice that and it'll be pretty respected. But I know every place is not the same because sometimes they aren't out and they hear people making fun of someone else and it's like they want to stand up for that other person, but they don't want to out themselves. And then hearing you make jokes about someone else really shuts down any conversation for them ever to talk about themselves in that way Mm. but the the banter can be really harmful and that's with everything I think and regardless of whether it comes to your sexuality or just personal thing banter can be used as a way to make sly comments and you know kind of take an undercut and it's it's quite crappy yeah and people don't always stop and think about I you know I I genuinely believe and hope that banter is just intended as light-hearted fun but people don't necessarily stop and think about the impact that that's having on the other person and you know I would like to encourage a culture where we can call that out and we can say actually that's not funny that's really offensive and you know, it's not it's not good for people's mental health. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to like everybody's life experiences are different and that shapes us so much. And so while something may not offend you, you haven't had the same life experiences as someone else that has majorly shaped them. And that could be a really touchy subject. Mm. And, you know, it's being aware of the power of language. Um, you know, it's not about being politically correct it's about treating people with respect that word we use dignity and increasing awareness of actually how offensive that is what would your advice be to a crew member who is on board a yacht struggling you know they're feeling isolated or bullied because of their sexual orientation I would say definitely reach out to others because there are people that have been through that experience and there is a specific group there is an lgbtq 
and yachting group that you can become a part of. It's just a quicker way for you to connect to other people. And then there are plenty of people who are willing to share their experiences and kind of help guide you because sometimes it may become from fellow crew members. Sometimes it's higher up and in this industry doing what we do, you need to feel safe on the boat that you're on. That's just a basic thing. And so having the guidance or having someone help you have the courage to take whatever next steps you need to take, whether that may be having a conversation with a higher up, which can be really intimidating and being like, Hey, this is happening and I'm not okay with it. And hopefully they'll take you seriously and stand up for you because as a higher up, that's their job. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, impact of lack of acceptance on board a boat I mean it can be huge the effects on someone's mental health it you know it can make people feel very isolated feeling like an outsider is a lonely and painful experience and joining a new yacht is tough at the best of times isn't it so joining a yacht and feeling like you're not included in the team I mean that's got to have such a bad effect on your mental health yeah it can be really damaging I mean yawning already can be incredibly isolating because you're away from all that you know you're away from your family sometimes you're working horrible shifts like I was on night shift my first season and from 8 p.m to 8 a.m like I was pretty much the only person and had I not felt more accepted there like where I could be myself that would have been really horrible and it takes its toll on anybody let alone such a big part of you not being accepted and knowing you can't speak about it to anybody can really really affect you and have you known somebody who's struggled with their mental health because of the lack of acceptance yes I had a fellow crew member who they never really talked about the experience they had previously but when I was working with them I know when they found out that me and my sister were queer and that we talked about it openly and it wasn't a big deal, they're like, oh, you can talk about that here? And we're like, yeah, like it's it's fine. And they were like, I'm seeing this person and they, they were getting ready to get married and it was something that they had been scared to talk about before. And that's really sad to know that they couldn't share such a big and amazing part of their life because they were gay. That's horrible to be have to limit yourself on such an exciting time in your life. Yeah, because I mean, getting married is like the biggest thing in your world at that time, isn't it? And to not be able to to talk about it. So how did they get through that? They have moved on and they are still in the industry, but they are on a boat and they, they are able to post about it everywhere. And like, I love being able to see that. And so I think getting to a different boat where they were more accepted, where they could be themselves is amazing because you just see them blossom and unfortunately they they weren't with us very long but once they moved on that it was really good for them and it's exciting to see that afterwards in their social media and all that and seeing they were excited about their wedding and posting all the stuff with that it was really lovely it's such a I mean the boat that you're on sounds wonderful in that you know they're very sounds very supportive and I just it's very disappointing to hear when there are yachts that and obviously there are yachts that are not and that people can't feel like they can talk about their personal lives. So, I mean, community is, I'm getting from you, is is, is quite a, a big deal, you know, to have that support network. You mentioned earlier that there was a, a, a network for the LGBTQ plus 
crew within the yachting industry. How do people access that? You can get to it through Facebook. You would just have to look it up, LGBTQ plus in yachting. And through there, I know there's a lot of different ways to reach out to other people and get help. And then I know there are also WhatsApp groups with various different crew members. And I'm in a She of the Sea group chat, several, but it has been mentioned in there a couple of times. And just seeing groups mention it is really encouraging. So how would someone join a WhatsApp group? How would they find these groups? The WhatsApp groups are a little harder. I think they're easier to come by through the Facebook groups because then they'll have a link posted there. The She of the Sea groups, there are links all over Instagram pages of people that are associated with it on Facebook as well. And then sometimes you do have to know someone to get the link, which is unfortunate and can be tricky. But I think just asking around, which I know can be really scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll add some community groups on the notes for this chat. It's important to mention Ice One, the yacht crew helpline uh, they've set up. It's a 24-hour confidential helpline. And on their website, I noticed earlier, they've got lots of support groups, links to different websites from the LGBTQ plus community. And also Seize the Mind, they obviously offer mental health support and, and training. So there are groups out there you know there's always someone that you can talk to in that you know if if you're feeling isolated if you need somebody to talk to if you need to join a community um there's, there's always there's always someone you can talk to absolutely and it's getting better and better which is uh amazing that we have all the different outlets and groups to go through yeah and is it is it getting better i think a bit yes uh when i first joined three years ago I didn't feel like different groups were as accessible but they're becoming more and more accessible and maybe that's just through networking and meeting more people but from people I've talked to that have been in the industry longer are definitely noticing changes which is long overdue and they're slowly happening I think every step is a little bit of a win even if it's taking like a lot of pushing to get there yeah well I think every conversation that we have helps we mentioned earlier that we all need to learn from each other we just need to keep talking about this stuff and not you know not squash it under this little cushion of shame that we seem to attach to anything that's considered remotely different you know we need to work together to create environments of inclusion a sense of belonging and just kindness making sure that everyone feels truly accepted Thank you so much, Amelia. It was such a good chat, you know, really interesting. And thank you for teaching me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's good to be able to ask questions and, and know that it's received in a positive way. And, you know, that's how ultimately we will all hopefully reach the ultimate goal. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. And I'm excited we're all talking about it and trying to get the conversation to go further, which is awesome.